After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After These Messages. This is the podcast where we talk about commercials. We talk about the good ones. We talk about the bad ones. And we talk about the ones where people say weird shit like this. Don't waste your time with Wimpy Pimpy. Pow. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. We are not wasting our time with Wimpy Pimpy this July 4th. Happy pre-July 4th, Genevieve. Same to you. I was thinking that today is actually July 4th, but that's actually tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah. My days are a little confused. I went uh, through a lot of... Uh, fireworks commercials today looking for a good shit like this. I ended up with this. Don't waste your time with Wimpy Pimpy. Pow. I also found this one. Hey! Bam! Boom! I had a whole bunch of other ones too, but nothing really great. Nothing really pop? I thought for sure that something would really pop. Wimpy Pimpy is pretty funny. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, So why don't you tell the folks at home all about the idea you had for today's show? Well, my idea was I... Didn't you wanted to do something sort of Fourth of July related? And first of all, I feel like we've sort of covered that ground. We did uh, American Dream last year, and I also am just not feeling it vis-a-vis America. So mm. we're actually going to go with something totally unrelated, which is uh, Goofus and Gallant today. Um, this is actually an idea that we probably have in some ways covered in other ways. You know, I think we did like the Neighbors show. There's often like stupid neighbor and smart neighbor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is specifically a character in a commercial who didn't use the product and suffers for it versus the character who did use the product and is rewarded for it. Do you think kids today know what Goofus and Gallant? Do you think people know what that reference means? I don't know. It was that was uh, from was that from Highlights Magazine? Highlights Magazine. Yeah. So you've got Goofus who like always plays with matches and uh, pets strange dogs. And you've got Gallant who is a real Boy Scout. He pets strange dogs. That seems like something goofy. That's the only do. way I am also a goofus. <laughs> In every other way, I am a gallon. Newsflash. It's not. <laughs> What's that? It's not the only way you're a goofus. Well, I mean, in that goofus and gallant dichotomy, I think usually I'm yeah, the gallant. Yeah, it's the only thing you do wrong. I just follow. I, I'm, I'm a rule you are follower. A rule follower. Yeah. But now that you didn't there. know about the rule about dogs, did you? No, I didn't know. I, <laughs> but once one snapped at you, and I thought you would learn after that. Yeah. Well, I'm a gallant now. All right. So we'll get into those commercials. Thanks for putting that together. And also, I also consider calling this one here, uh, Heels and Faces. Oh, from, from uh, wrestling. The wrestling, which I only know from our friend Phyllis Fletcher. Yeah. Um, also, the ad council feedback. Do we have any jingles today? Are people still bringing the jingle? Yeah, we're still bringing the jingles. We've got some jingles and uh, a couple of good emails. All right. Well, let's get into Goofus and Gallant first. So you went with the you went with bad boy song. There's so many songs about heroes. Well, There's, I I need a hero. That's a good and point. I can be a hero, baby. There's so many hero I songs. Feel there's a Foo Fighters song called Hero. I struggled with this. First of all, I looked for songs specifically about Goofus and Gallant. The Carpenters. <laughs> Are there any? The Carpenters do a, um, a a song that is credited to them, but it's actually like a, a remake of a very, very, very old song called Goofus. And by the way, this this is on you, what I'm about to do. Um, I'll play a little bit of that for you. But also, I did find a um, some sort of a folk band that really seemed like the type of stuff we would see at like some sort of a 
event in New Hampshire. Of well, I like, can tell you it looks like it's uh, outtakes from a mighty wind. Well, this this is the carpenters oh, okay. here. This is this is the good stuff. This is what we're doing for the show today. Just listen to the song. Yeah. Sounds that I used to hear when I started to play. Folks used to say, sounds a little goofy. I wish that you would just cut it. Just come in with sounds a little goofy to me. Stick harmony. Hold the note and change the key. <laughs> okay, so that's the Carpenters one. But what I wanted you to hear was also these three guys who... I feel like the Carpenters get a lot of credit and then people don't know about that song. So, yeah, no, they have a lot of songs that you don't know about. All right, so this is somebody's like YouTube video. It's three guys in a room, just kind of a pretty stark-looking room. Um, one of them is playing an electric bass. All of these guys are probably in their late 40s to Yeah, they all look like my 60s. ex-boyfriend's... Uh, Dope smoking jazz playing father. Yeah. Um, does this not seem like the type of thing that you would stumble on in New Hampshire? It's some sort of a like free wine tasting. Anywhere terrible, really. Yeah. <laughs> and these guys, I'm not going to say their names because they are they are real people in the world, and I don't need to hurt them. But uh, this is their song called "Goofus and Gallants." Goofus sees his ice cream cone from the bottom and bubbles. <laughs> With a straw. How did you avoid he, opening with this? He blows bubbles in his coke with a straw. Literally, this is as far as I've made it. The oh my rest god! Of this, I can't believe you. How I don't I don't know how you had the strength not to make this. this well, song. here we are. We're doing it. I, I want to play it. I want to hear. Uh, it. Literally, twelve seconds in. This is where I stopped it and moved on because I was on deadline. But now let's uh, take this adventure together. Gallon chooses vegetables thoroughly after showing his clean hands to ah. What does he do? He he washes vegetables thoroughly after. He chews his vegetables thoroughly after. Uh, showing his clean hands to his mother. Oh. comic books in class. He makes doodles. Rocket ships go into the moon. Gallant reads Kipling and the pictures from the Bible. Does his homework in the afternoon. Get off of my getting on. Get off of my getting on. Oh, get off of my getting on. Is it saying get off of my getting on? I think he's saying get. You uh, think that's hippie talk? Sounds like it. I think that's some sort if anyone's of, a, a former or recovering yeah. hippie and can translate what that means, let us know. Is or it a drug re- hippie? Is it a drug reference? Get off my getting on. Get off my getting on, man. Where were we? What are we doing? I don't know. Is I'm this, enjoying Goopus and Gallant. The Ballad of Goopus and Gallant. That is what it's called. The Ballad of. All right. Oh, no, no. There was another. I will not play this one, but th- that is just called Goofus and Gallant. There is a woman, a young woman, probably like 18 years old, who also did an acoustic thing in front of a camera called The Ballad of Goofus and okay. Gallant, but she never gets to it. She never gets to the Goofus <laughs> and Gallant. She's the Goofus. I gave her like 17 seconds, and I Goofus never, never gets to the chorus of the song. <laughs> Gallant leads with it because he knows it's for a podcast. All right, okay, we're all over the place. Where do you? Where are we starting? Back to let's the start with hefty. commercials. Okay, so oh, this is perfect. Goofus and Gallant, like that goes back to my childhood, right? Uh, hefty, 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 wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Mm-hmm. Is this uh, in that in that vein? It's um, I think it's spiritually in that vein. Although I don't think they necessarily use that phrase. That that campaign may have moved on. This is a campaign, or this is an ad uh, where. 
uh, sort of schlubby husband and his wife are walking through the grocery store, grocery shopping together, as we often do. The husband... We the, being the schlubby people of America? Yeah, I think you and I are the schlubby people of America. I speak for the schlubs. Mm. Um, I am schlubby. I speak for the schlubs. Um, I feel like there's a sort of a Lorax poem in there oh, somewhere, okay. but... I was um, going with the Spartacus thing for some reason. <laughs> My okay. name is Schlubby. I speak for the schlubs, for the trees and the flowers and all of the shrubs. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, okay, so you got Schlubby McSchlub and got, Mrs. McSchlub. You got Mr. and Mrs. McSchlub. They're in the grocery store. Um, the the husband goes to pick up the like pick out the hefty garbage bags, drops one, and when he stands up, he's a new man. I'm gonna look over here. Okay. Oh, hefty, low price, nice. Hefty, hefty, hefty. Wait, what? What? He feels his Wait, muscles and chest and arms and realizes that he's turned into John Cena. Wait, am I John Cena? Yes! You can't see me! He calls his wife over and she looks impressed. Now, this is where the commercial gets very confusing to me because they. I'm amazed that he knew he was John Cena just from the shoulders and chest. That's true. He doesn't have a mirror. I mean, how did he know he wasn't The Rock or something? Right. He just like squeezes his peck and then he's like, I'm John Cena. Oh, I guess they do that. Still do that. What? Yeah. So it gets. It gets really confusing at the end. Like, everything's good. It's like, you buy the hefty bags, and you tur- you go from being a schlub into John Cena, and you're excited. But then suddenly, at the very end here, um, and it's audibly, it doesn't make sense either, so my apologies, there's a, suddenly another couple. The guy drops his garbage bags, but they're not hefty bags. Right. They're, they're, they're the classic wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. And, uh, and then the other wife, this could even get into, like, what's wrong with your marriage territory? Remember that show we did? Like, what's going oh, yeah. on? Because now this other woman is just, like, so, I don't know, just kind of embarrassed by her pathetic, wimpy man. Because he turned into Rob Schneider. Is that who that is? Yeah. And That's get, Rob Schneider? Yeah, and he gets, I think... If not no lines, then only like one word. I didn't even realize that's Rob Schneider. Let's watch this again. Whippy, whippy, whippy. <sighs> what? I mean, she got that guy. And oh, I can't see, tell I kinda, if he it turned It kind of makes in... a little bit more sense now because, yeah, you, the other guy, we don't know what the other guy looked like, he, I guess. We don't. They never show us another guy turning into Rob Schneider. They right. just show a guy picking up the bags, and he, when he's when you see the camera on him now, it's Rob Schneider. Was he always schlubby Rob Schneider? Also, was he somehow marginally better than Rob Schneider, and now has been downgraded to Rob Schneider? And also, like, what's considered a downgrade? Good on you for recognizing it Schneider. as Rob Schneider, because if I saw this on TV, which I did earlier, and I didn't realize it was Rob Schneider, it was another layer of like complication, like. Why are you introducing these new randos? Like the joke. I feel like it's especially humiliating be... for Rob Schneider because yeah. John Cena gets like, a, I'm John Cena and he gets a whole storyline. Yeah. And then like maybe you recognize Rob Schneider. Maybe you don't. It's sort of immaterial because he truly is like every schlub. Um, he, by the way, is still fighting his um, good fight to get wine companies to use real corks in their bottles. <laughs> Do you know about that? Isn't he also like a... Some sort of other bad thing, like I don't think so. Not like a flat earther. Oh no, I no, I think he is. I think he's like a. I think he's like not a flat earther, but like some terrible thing that he believes, like MAGA or 
Flat really? Earth I hope or... not. You know, his daughter's L. King. Yeah, I know his daughter's that, yeah. L. King. She's a good pop singer. Right. But I think he got an, uh, vaccinations. He believed some nonsense. So I, I don't know what's going on with the show today, and I apologize. But you remember back, this is from 2000. Well, this says 2008, but this goes well before that. They tried to make some sort of a, a viral video starring Rob Schneider, who has been involved in the Save the Cork campaign. Do you remember this? And they made no. this five-minute viral video called Save Miguel, in which Rob Schneider, I think, it, I'll hit play on this. I think it is almost like where in the world is Carmen San Diego? He's on some sort of adventure where he's trying to find somebody named Miguel. And I, I think it, it, at the end, it turns out Miguel is like, I, six more of these? I think like Miguel is Cork. I think. Please. Well, I think Thank you. Just apparently John no, Oliver know. has also been after him because he is some sort of anti-science nut. Like, oh, no. like doesn't believe in vaccines, doesn't believe in the moon landing. Like, I think I'm just looking at headlines here, so I don't know the, the ins and outs. But I think Rob Schneider is like in like Victoria Jackson territory. Uh, I didn't know that that was a territory. Well, she's, she, tr- she's, she's the other she's too. the other famously nutso SNL alum. Well, it begins with Rob Schneider sipping a fancy cocktail on vacation somewhere. And then he sets this up. Why am I doing this? Can I have six more of these, please? Thank you. Now, I don't know who Miguel is, and I don't know why he needs saving. I do know that he's in Portugal, and I know that they want me to go there, find him, tell his story, and save him. Now... Every actor in Hollywood has his cause. You know, Angelina Jolie has... Okay, I'm going to pause it here, and I'm going to skip ahead to the part of the video where I think he finally finds Miguel, and it turns out Miguel is a tree that gives us cork. A cork tree. Is it actually called a cork tree? I guess so. In the middle of nowhere, Portugal, a little boy is leading him to a tree. But this is all clearly, like, a sort of a spoof. Miguel! You're an amazing man. I've come a long way to see you. Can't believe it. There's a guy Miguel. chopping at Miguel. 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 Miguel is the tree. God damn it, Walsh. Stop it. What are you even doing here? My apologies. Yeah. It sucks you in. Does it? I just think that people should know that you can also watch like Rob Schneider has a bunch of like speeches online, like handheld YouTube videos. Of I told him. you he believes. I literally Googled what nonsense does Rob Schneider. No, 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 no. I was going to say like in front of like the Cork Associations <laughs> of America. That's one of the of nonsensical the world. things yeah. he believes. Anyway, okay, good. So is that, are we done? All right, now actually I want to challenge you on your next pick here because I love the goofs and gallant thing and I feel like I worked really hard on the show today so I'm in a great position to make fun of you. No, um, this next one is a commercial that you and I know well. We saw it at a movie theater. We find it delightful for reasons that you'll explain in a moment, but... I don't know if it fits the goofus and gallant. This feels like all goofus, no gallant to me, sort of, because no, it's the it's same person. Goofus versus every gallant. Everyone in the commercial who's not the goofus is the gallant. This is also part of a campaign that was more specifically a goofus and gallant, but I, we'd already discussed that, that ad, and I'll, I'll go ahead and okay, yeah, say what it, it is. Up. This is for the Samsung Galaxy, uh, I guess, S8, um, which is, you know, a competitor to the iPhone. Um, and this is the S9. I'm sorry, not the that S9. it matters. But. Yeah, you're right. I, I have the S8. I was forgetting that that's not the most recent one. Um, w- there's a commercial that we've talked about that we like a lot. There's a young couple 
kind of going through the early years of their dating life and having all kinds of fun together but every time they're out together like his phone is an iPhone and something goes wrong with it the battery dies or it gets wet and it has to be dried out in rice or it you know can't use a doesn't have a style (laughs) sorry (laughs) just can't say that with a straight face and then the girl is always like besting him with her phone Mm -hmm. ownership and so at the very end he like he can he can plug regular headphones into it is one that's one that's yeah. real true yeah so he at the very end um, he he converts gets the the galaxy and you know they live happy happily ever after it uses a song that you'll probably recognize um, it's kind of been everywhere and this same commercial or this commercial we're about to play uses the same song and it's the same basic plot but instead of one foil to the iPhone users constant failures to you know for to to get her phone to do what she needs it to do it's everyone in her life it's her mother it's the woman trying to catch the cat or the uber that she's in it's the uh it's her friend that she's texting everybody else has a galaxy she's the only one with the iphone now i could be totally wrong about this i i think this is a pretty good commercial you and i like it because it's very it's just like so mean to iphone it's delicious in that way so delicious it's so awful to iPhone users. But I gotta say, I don't think her mom is telling her... So here's what... It, it opens up with this woman on some sort of, a, you know, adventure of some sort, like just trying to get through the city. Um, but it opens with a shot of her texting her mom, and her mom says in the text, have you upgraded from your Apple i6 yet? So I think the idea is the mom is thinking that she's gonna upgrade from an older version of an Apple to the newer version of an Apple. Oh, maybe. I always took it Apple. as like everybody... I, iPhone, I mean, sorry. Everybody in her life is like like the upgraded... Because when she's... At the end, she says, I upgraded, meaning I got a, an iPhone. Yes, and I think that's kind Samsung. of the twist at the end. She upgraded by leaving Apple behind right. for this one. Because this but is one But then there thing. is the woman at the taxi who has the Samsung. Yeah, now here's the deal. Um, this is a commercial that is specifically about an issue with the um, recent Apple update, which you probably read about a few um, years ago. And she even mutters it in this. It's something called battery throttling, mm-hmm. I think. And what happened was um, you buy a phone, everything's fine with it, but then the battery starts to age. And so Microsoft, I'm sorry, Microsoft, Apple released an update to the phone that specifically started slowing down people's apps in order to preserve the battery life. Mm -hmm. And then they released this thing saying, well, here's how you can turn it off if you want, but if you turn off this battery throttling thing, then your phone will just start shutting off randomly. So this was a real issue in Samsung in this commercial. That's the main thing they're going after. As she's going through the world, her apps are just slow, slow, slow. And she actually goes to the Genius Bar and and they explain that that story that you just said. Exactly. And then she and then you hear her mutter battery throttling which is something i had forgotten about and so i googled it today and that's that's so thank you for reminding us samsung let's take a listen to this um also you see a quick appearance from the from the apple uh kind of wedge head guy the bevel bevel bezel haircut guy um who's so ghoulish looking? oh he just like passes her like slowly on like an escalator he looks like he's out of that movie it follows yeah all right, so she's trying to get through uh, the TSA security, but it's taking her phone forever to get her digital ticket up. It's loading. Look. Uh, let's speed this up, please. Thank you. 
So then another person uses her Samsung, a gallant, if you will. Yes. Uses her Samsung, quickly it loads. Now she's on an airplane. Her phone won't play movies because it's so slow. Samsung guys will. He's watching Batman, The Dark Knight Returns, I think. Now she's trying to catch like a... And it, she kind of gives him like a, hey, cutie, and he's like, not having it. Well, I think she caught him trying to spy his... Or he caught her trying to look at her, his Yeah, he, she's watching the movie over, over his shoulder. Well, either way, he's not into her nonsense. Now she's trying to catch like some sort of a rideshare thing and then gets in the wrong car, gets kicked out by somebody who actually has a phone that works. Now she's in a regular cab. And she just tells the guy, I don't know, just go towards downtown. Like, it's such also a dig at people who still take cabs. <laughs> now, here she is. She's, I don't know, just towards downtown. Um, now, here she is at the Apple Bar. And this is where it gets so mean. Yeah. Can we fix this phone tonight? It's really slow. You could turn off the performance management feature, but it may lead to unexpected shutdowns. Battery throttling. Or you can just upgrade it. And at the very end, and this time Bezelhead has a boy with him, has this little son with him who also has a Bezelhead. Which, if you guys didn't hear our earlier show about that, that was a a, a feature on the, one of the newer um, iPhones that people didn't like. That, that it's a wide screen everywhere, but a bezel comes down because they needed a little chunk of the screen for technology purposes. Um, and then at the very end, she is uh, texting with her mom again on her new flashy Samsung. And her mom says, did you get that? And she said, yeah, I've upgraded or something along the lines of that. Um, there are Even if the mom is not the gallant, everybody else in the commercial is. Yes. Well, then I guess except for Bezelhead. Where does Bezelhead stand? Well, he, obviously, he's the chief goofus. He's king of the goofuses. Oh, okay. So he's her lord in this? He is Costanza, lord of the idiots. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, I'll allow it. Uh, what about what about this next one, Liberty Mutual commercial? This is one of those – Liberty Mutual's I, – I don't think this is the greatest campaign in the world, but I like that they've really stuck with it. They always set these things up with somebody standing in New York with the Statue of Liberty behind them. And a, view, a view we've learned does not exist anywhere in reality. Oh, right. I forgot about There's that. There's no such uh, water view of the – Statue of Liberty. But they're but. like standing in front of like, you know, a harbor with the statue uh, in the background. Um, and sometimes it's couples talking about their experience with Liberty Mutual or talking often about their bad experience with other. And don't forget our, don't forget your girl. You loved Brad. You loved Brad. Um, yeah, that that was one. It, it, I swear they still run that sometimes. Oh, that, I think that so. That one has become iconic. It really has. Um, it's almost reaching Skittles Pox level of iconic, which they still Yes. Show. I want to see what are some of the um, longest running commercials Oh, that, that would still be a running great now. show to do yeah. um, sometime. I might take more research than we can do in an afternoon. Oops. Why is that so quiet? Here. How about now? You loved Brad. You loved Brad. And then you totaled him. Uh, okay, um, so this is one of the, from that campaign, but in this case, it is a a woman and her son, teenage son, right. talking to the camera, talking about how Liberty Mutual was there in a very beneficial way when her son had a breakdown, I think a flat tire or something uh, uh, along the side of the road. Um, but while they're telling his gallant story, meanwhile, they're cutting to a couple of goofus teens who have a goofus father who doesn't they're have... petting strange dogs. They're <laughs> eating from the bottom of the ice cream cone. They're blowing bubbles into their cola <laughs> through their straw, according to that horrible band. Liberty Mutual stood with me when this guy got a flat tire in the middle of the night. Hold on, Dad. Liberty did what? 
Yeah, Liberty Mutual 24-hour roadside assistance helped him to fix his flat so he could get home safely. I feel like this is confusing, too. So They're talking across time and space. Yeah, they, so th this guy, the, the goofus is on the phone with his goofus dad. In the middle of the night in a dark, you know tree yes. tree line road somewhere and meanwhile so he's talking to his dad on the phone but then he starts interacting with this woman who's in broad a, daylight somewhere far away yeah well new york my dad says our insurance doesn't have that don't worry i know what a lug wrench is dad is this a lug wrench maybe he's holding like a crowbar and turns to his stoner friend. I mean, clearly this kid is stoned. I hope he was not the one driving. Hopefully. The maybe kid. Is this a lug wrench? Maybe. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty stands with you. These commercials are just like so mediocre. Yeah, totally. As a campaign, they're I, so mediocre. I didn't put this in because I thought it was yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> Okay, you're not on trial here. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's a good Goofus and Gallant example, absolutely. But I'm just like, in a certain way, I'm impressed with any campaign that has run this long and is stuck to its to its general to its original vibe. Yeah. You know, because you know what I got burnt on. Yes. Yeah, got burnt. I know you got burnt on uh, Sprint. Sprint, or was it? No, 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 I think it was T-Mobile. T-Mobile, the T-Mobile girl. Right. Pink dress, standing in front of a white wall, totally minimalistic. And then that was a great campaign. Then it got a little bit more like, oh, they bring in other characters. But still always simple, simple dress, white wall. And then by the end, she's driving a goddamn motorcycle through some sort of a futuristic, you know, yeah. metropolis. And that's not who you developed a crush on. It's how, not how about dare a, she It's not about on. a crush. Uh -huh. You know me. I wanted to be the person who picked out her dresses, not because I had a crush on the clothes. <laughs> oh, I'm also... Proud of that. How did I, how did how did I make that worse? How did I make that worse? All right. Up next, uh, TripAdvisor. Yeah, this one actually, I do think you might you might plausibly ding me on because I realized after I included them that I don't think it's actually different people having the two different experiences. It's like the same person has the experience with the bad product and then with the good product uh, I see well I would call this um, different timelines goof yeah absolutely. darkest timeline darkest goof. timeline <laughs> and, and, and this one this one is for Hawaii <laughs> I really like this one I think this is smart. Um, so first they show somebody who is on vacation in Hawaii but they don't show the typical vacation Tropical, shot you're on a boat you're ever beautiful you're doing something very basic which is trying to take a shower in your hotel room and the first one we see the guy just booked a hotel just through the internet somehow, and he's standing in kind of a crappy-looking shower with, like, the water pressure. It's pretty gross-looking. It's pretty gross-looking. And then they say, you should have, you know, done this through TripAdvisor. Then you see the same guy standing in a much nicer shower with one of those kind of uh, fancy, futuristic shower heads that comes. It almost looks like a comb. It's like yeah. a straight line of water. I mean, I've never even experienced one of those. I'm not, I'm not from that side of the tracks. But anyway, let's take a listen. Don't just visit Hawaii. Visit TripAdvisor Hawaii. Look at that shower. With millions yeah, of reviews, nice. TripAdvisor makes any destination better. You Love it. Great commercial. Yeah. I like it, Darkest Timeline. And <laughs> it's part of a it's part of a campaign, right? Yeah, this one's for Orlando. Uh, and this is how I realized that it was the same person. Because Shower Guy looks so different to me. Like 
I don't know. He just looked for whatever reason. He was styled differently in this one. It, the the guy goes to a swimming pool in one and it's closed, and then he goes to the swimming pool in the other one and it's open. And he's wearing the same distinctive bathing suit. And he has your favorite line of the show. And he does have my favorite line of the show. Don't just visit Orlando. Pool closed. By the way, what's wrong with that pool? It looks perfectly fine. Somebody probably took a dump in it. Oh, like God. a kid did something gross. Well, I don't know that TripAdvisor is going to be able to like anticipate that. Well, yeah, but if you're staying in a nicer, you know, where a nicer kind of resorty place that doesn't have tons of children making a mess of that. That's the true. You pool. can go to an all adults resort as we did. Secrets. <laughs> Visit TripAdvisor Orlando. I'm a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> That's your favorite line. So he does a cannonball in the pool, screaming, I'm a dolphin, for some reason. Uh, ooh, we won't give it away. A little teaser for next week. You have a, we don't even know what our theme is next week, but you have a commercial that you are very excited to talk about involving dolphins. That's true, next I week. do. Yeah. yeah I got to find a, I got to find a, theme to jam it into i watched it uh today for the first time that's a great commercial tune in next week guys tell your friends we're going to be playing a commercial <laughs> involving a dolphin uh boy a lot of these are travel related well that's what i wanted to mention was like the way i went looking for these and i feel like i see a lot of these in the wild but sometimes when you're looking for something it's hard the way i went looking for them was there are certain kinds of products where everyone kind of uses that product or most people use that product like insurance um like travel uh websites and the comp the competition is to get you to use them over their competitors right it's not like to tr get you to try a new kind of snack food mm -hmm. or um you know it's so it's really about it's really all about that competition and like kind of painting the dreadful alternative and so the kinds of products that I feel like use this strategy are ones that have very um, close competitors that do basically identically mm. the same thing. And they're trying to get you to come, you know, use their brand of peanut butter. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so this one is Trivago, um, another, you know, travel site. And this one is weird because it's split screen, mm -hmm. right? And we see a mirror image of the same hotel room. Very nice looking hotel yeah. room, by the way. On one side, there's a guy, and on one side, there's a woman. And the guy is having a really nice time. Like, he looks relaxed. He's reading. He he's stretching out the He comes dancing out of the elevator like he's That's Michael right. Jackson. I forgot. She, meanwhile, just seems grumpy and She falls out of the elevator, like, yeah. dragging, like, kicking her two suitcases. Like, she's never left the house before. She, she this commercial cracks me up. First of all, I'm going to just tell it. She go, they both go to their hotel rooms. Again, you're seeing this whole thing in parallel, right? So they go to identical rooms, a super nice hotel room. Very like nice. A $300 hotel room minimum. And so this is not like the last commercial where it's kind of like, well, one person has a shitty shower and one person They're has a nice exactly shower. They're having exactly the same experience. But and for some reason, she is she's just... She's already mad. She's just in a bad place. She's such a bad place. She's and trying then, to go through her luggage and it's spilling everywhere for some reason. It. That doesn't make sense. She's just mad. She's so mad. She's having like the world's worst day. And then it says, and it pops up on the screen that he paid $55 for his hotel room and she paid $85. And first of all, how does she know she got ripped off? Yes. And secondly, you are like melting down over $30. And also, nobody's getting this hotel room for $55 no. or $85. Ever. I mean, unless, like, for some reason, somebody built a really fancy, like, that's Unless one it's thing, in Chernobyl. I gotta say, like, I am, 
when you and I first started dating, um, I that was around the time when I started, you know, I was an adult, right? And so that's the first time I had to, like, travel and book hotel rooms and stuff. Um, and I remember you and I, you know, we were very young adults right out of college, kind of broke. And I remember the standard would be like, well, we'd look for a hotel room that would be about $60, $65, right? Yeah. And that kind of stuck with me. <laughs> and years have gone by and I'm booking things for work. And I'm, I'm really cheap with works money, especially. I always kind of try to, like, you know, I don't want... Anybody flagging me for for spending the company's money too much. And like, I'm always like, God, I'm just going to Chicago. I can't find anything that is like less than $200 a night. And yet somehow I still think of the $65, you know, goal in mind. I will say... This last trip that Luke wait and till I we go to Tunisia. It's hella yeah. cheap. This, but heading you know through the Midwest, like the deep Midwest, going down into the South, we were and we we're also looking for very inexpensive places because we we're in the middle of a fun drive, and it, it, you could like this one hotel uh, we stayed in in Columbus, Mississippi, was totally fine. It wasn't in a very fancy part of town. It was like behind a Longhorn Steakhouse and next to a Subway, and you know all that stuff and also across a giant parking lot from the only gas station slash dry cleaner I've ever been in have you ever been in a dry cleaner slash gas station no it was unusual yeah people were paying for their gas and then other people were getting their clothes (laughs) I'm not kidding it was so interesting because they must ship all the laundry out anyway so they're like why not sell gas well, it's more of a gas station that used its extra room behind uh-huh. the counter. Oh, okay. In the same way that a gas station might team up with U-Haul. Yeah, all right. You know? Uh, anyway, um, so it's not in a part of town that you ne- necessarily want to hang out in, but $100 a night for, you know, nice hotel rooms with a couch, a couple of beds, and like, you know, like a, one of the- Like a, a, a La Quinta one. Inn. I think it literally was a La Quinta Inn. All right. Uh, something like that. Yeah. So anyway, I, you can still find them. But my point, back to this commercial, which I'll play here in a second if it's worth it, is this is a very nice hotel room. Like unless this is like behind a Longhorn Steakhouse in Columbus, even then even you're then, not getting this it's for such an It's clearly a luxury hotel. It is hilarious to me that they like assign them these 55 and 85 dollar prices exactly she should be like i can't believe i got this for 85 yeah she should be over the moon and then high five her neighbor and then also how did she find out like you say maybe she was standing behind him in line but again nobody's barking out the money that you owe yeah and plus if you booked through uh, trivago you probably paid in advance anyway doesn't hold up He's dancing. Same hotel. She's dropping lug- luggage. He doesn't even unpack. He just goes into his room and has a one-man dance party, which I kind of love. He's hot. And then she's like so mad she brushes her hair in a Two mad way. Places. It's so hilarious. She's how, she, he ends the commercial laying on his back uh, uh, on his bed and winking at the camera, relaxed as hell. She's wearing the same fluffy white robe. And on the same fluffy bed, and she throws herself face down yeah. on the bed and starts pounding the bed with it's her fist. It's such an overreaction to paying to getting an amazing deal in a hotel room. I'll tell you what, though, she will not make that mistake again. I guess not. Do you want to, let's talk about the dating app commercials you put in here. Oh yeah, um, so this is uh, I love dating apps, and it's a similar thing. It's like it's other than please stop using dating apps. <laughs> Um, I have no, I have hardly any single friends anymore. I, I have no one to like voyeuristically enjoy dating apps with anymore. Um, now you're trying to salt some of your friends' relationships. Yes, it is why. You're like, uh. Um, so this is for a, a website called Plenty of Fish. Um, and it doesn't seem to have much different from Match or, um, 
I don't know. I, Tinder is kind of its own thing now, but but this is sort of, I think this is more like your conventional kind of dating website, not like necessarily the swipe technology. Farmers only. <laughs> right. Uh, black people meet, J-date, mm. your, take your pick. No, this is just like non-denominational. Um, but what it's clearly trying to differentiate between is a free service like Plenty of Fish, which I'm sure just makes its money through probably selling your data, um, and a pay service like Har- like um, eHarmony. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about this to me is that the goofus and the gallants are actually having identical experiences. It's so bizarre. That what's different is one of them paid money for this identical experience. It's Because I've seen so many of these types of commercials. I can't keep the services straight. I don't care. Um, but usually it's kind of like, oh, uh, you met a bunch. Let's just say you met a bunch of goofuses on this other right. site. Come home to meet some gallants. As a matter of fact. Why do we not have a dating app called Gallant? That's a good one. Um, I think highlights might sue us. But, you know, in this, it's like, yeah, it's, just, again, a split screen situation. We see. Co- I would actually maybe roll the dice on Goofus, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Swipe left I mean, sometimes goofus. sometimes you're in a Goofus kind of mood. <laughs> no, I understand. Um, oh, my God. A Goofus and Gallant dating service where you're like, you know, you're like, you, you, Sort More of, of divide people service, and maybe. say, well, you've got the goofuses for the hookups and then yeah. the gallants for the relationships. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway, as you, I'm just repeating what you said, but it's split screen and you have two couples that are both having great times. Yes. And that's it, the it, point. It's not talking about the quality of the people or the quality of the service. They're just basically making the argument, listen, these dating services are not that hard. Stop paying for them. This couple met on a paid dating site. Jen and Luke met on Plenty of Fish. This couple spent $120 a month. Jen and Luke spent nothing. Happy couple. Happy couple. Why pay to meet someone? Plenty of fish. Simple, free, and it works. Very interesting concept, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think it's actually a great pitch. You think so? Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely uh, gets around. You know, around. I hate the Match.com and Harmony, yeah. eHarmony ads. And it definitely gets around the trying to put down certain people. By, you know, essentially when you're talking about a dating app not hooking up the right kind of people, you're inherently saying certain people exactly. are kind of garbage people. That's, I mean, that's the premise of eHarmony is like you'll only meet garbage people if you don't use our right, service. Right. Now you have another one that's kind of goofus and gallant, but instead of couple versus couple, you have it written down as user versus non-user. And if you don't mind me setting this up, it starts with a woman. We see her on the couch um, and she and I think the narrator, narrator will kind of explain this. Um, she's using her dating app. And then we're going to go to a split screen. We're going to see another woman on the couch. And she's not using a dating app at all. She's just watching TV. Missy joined Plenty of Fish yesterday. And she's already deep in conversation. Jessica didn't join. So she's deep into episode seven. Now, by the way, she's sitting on a couch watching TV very attentively. Attentively? Attentively. Um, she is, they're not portraying the non-app user as like, Covered in potato chips, like <laughs> filling up a slanket with her farts. Right. You know, she's like actually really well dressed, sitting on the couch. Very looks, cute. Very cute, and arguably the cuter of the two. Well women. lit, and it just seems really. Well, I think the lighting on on non user is actually a lot. Maybe harsher. a little bit, yeah. It's a cooler light. It's a warmer light with the. Uh, user and the user has uh, exposed brick, which I think she probably paid a premium for. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah. So let's continue because I'm going somewhere with this, and I'll bet you know. 
Missy is planning to meet a guy for coffee tomorrow. Jessica is planning to go to sleep. Okay, now she is yawning a little bit. She's starting to look a little bit tired, but still very put together. No slanket, no chips, no farts. People on Plenty of Fish get into more conversations in the first 24 hours than on any other dating app. Join today and message as much as you like for free. Now, I know that this is not aimed at me in any way. But I see this commercial and I just feel like the woman on the right is doing it right. She's at home. She seems really engaged with the TV show. uh, And now she's going to go to bed at a decent hour. Like, she doesn't seem lonely or sad to me. She seems like she's living a great life. This other woman has to, like, fucking get up tomorrow and have coffee. Yeah, I don't know what uh, dating site of agoraphobes are supposed to meet each other on. It's not agoraphobia. It's just like having your just having your priorities straight. That's like shutins.com. Shutins.com. It's a website. Meet, all it is meet is your a- fellow shutins. I mean, don't meet them, obviously. <laughs> that would be the tagline. It's actually all you do is you give out a web address. You don't even set up the website because it doesn't matter. It's just a dead end. Right. Well, you have to buy the website to make sure that nobody sets anything up there ever. It's just the little the little symbol that means you've hit a, a dead end road on the internet. Um, do you like that one? User versus non-user? Uh, yeah, I think it was... I think it's basically uh, in some ways the sort of same pitch as the other one because it's not saying necessarily like uh, you can't you know if you well like i don't know actually i guess it's different but it's like it's sort of non-mean you know it's Mm -hmm. like not really taking a shot at the way e-harmony's commercials are so nasty like they really um paint this picture of using other dating sites as being just like a vile experience grandpa my teacher is hooking uh, up using a different site yeah i told her you she uh no it's so horrible um Whereas this is more just like, hey, use our thing to have something good happen to you or use our thing. It's free. But I think it's a gentle it's a gentle uh, cast on the competition. Because what I think by showing this other person, they don't want to go too negative on the non-user because what they want to do is make you see yourself in both of these people and one of them is slight, living a slightly better life. It's right. not saying that you're a jerk, you're gross if you Yeah, if not and, and I mean most coffee. people who've been single uh can relate to, you know, just being at home alone watching TV. Yeah. I wish the woman on the right, the woman, the non-user, would email me and I could say, yeah, I'm staying home tonight, too. <laughs> She'd be like, great. Want to not be friends? Yes, I want to not be friends. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words they're saying. Only the echoes of my mind. You know what's amazing? We have a friend, Anita, who's very much like me when it comes to wanting to stay home. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is the wife of our friend, Camaro Kev. And it's amazing that, like, I love Anita. She's one of my favorite people. But I realize if you and Kevin, if we weren't all friends, <laughs> I would literally never see Anita. And she would never see you. And she would never see me because we'd always just choose to be home alone. Yeah, and, and often that is what happens. <laughs> that, well, what happens is, and I think we've reached a great balance, is we go out, we all go out, the four of us, at the beginning of the evening, and then one by one, Anita peels off, and then I peel off, and then you go to Crunk Town with Kev. And then bad things happen. <laughs> and, then, and then people lose their phones, but let's not get into that. Phones. All right, what do we got from the Ad Council today? 
Well, this first one is uh, what I'm calling the Mandela Effect Life Serial Edition. Um, okay. So do you know what the Mandela Effect is? I do, but you'll do a better job of describing it. Okay. Well, it's it. this uh, phenomenon, which I think is highly overblown. And uh, I was looking at like top 25 Mandela Effects today, and they're all dumb as hell. Um, it's this phenomenon where a group of people allegedly collectively remember something, misremember something from history. Um, so apparently there was this paranormal enthusiast uh, named Fiona Broom, who like just says she fully remembers Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. And he was in prison for a long time. He was, yes. Um, at least he, a decade, right? Oh, at least. Um, yeah. But then he died. He was released from prison when apartheid ended and became president and died in, from illness in 2013, which most of people know who, you know, can read newspapers. For 27 years. But she claims that she and lots of other people have a distinct memory of this. And there are, and it ranges from things like his big historical facts like that to um, the spelling of the Berenstein Bears. Yeah, like that's a, a big lot one people, for me because it's actually Berenstain, right? Right, a lot of people just misremember it. And it's obvious to me, and it should be to anyone, that these, a lot of, particularly things like that or like the Sinbad movie the people mm-hmm. think Shazam. that they've seen are just conflations or uh, or common things that you might think if you weren't thinking too hard about something. Like, yeah, Berenstain is an unusual name. Berenstain is less unusual. So we all grew up calling them the Berenstain Bears. So it's just like a, what like what many people would think was the common commonly accepted spelling. Anyway, that's the Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Um, listener Tom writes in. Uh, he was listening to our episode about commercial catchphrases, and we talked about Mikey. Hey, Mikey. Uh, he likes it. Yeah, because the, the, I always grew up saying, he likes it. Mikey likes it. But yeah. if you go back to the original um, commercial, it's, he likes it. Hey, Mikey. <laughs> Which is a very weird way to end a commercial. Yeah. And hey, appar- Mikey. And apparently there is something in the commercial where he said, where someone says, Mikey hates everything or he mm, hates yeah, everything. Yeah, that's the setup. Yep. So this is what t- listener Tom says. Um, I don't know whether there was ever really a commercial like this or whether my brain is making it up. But I remember one about Mikey where it wasn't he hates everything, but he'll eat anything. As in, let's give it to Mikey. Mm. He'll eat anything. Uh, and he says, maybe it's a joke my family made up based on the original commercial. I don't know. My wife remembers he hates everything, but not he'll eat anything. So maybe my brain is making it up. Your brain is making it up. First yeah. of all, let's let's start there. Um, this is, but what I thought was kind of interesting about this was that um, you're not the only person whose brain has made that up. And um, there's a, li- a Reddit listener or listener, excuse me, a redditor uh, named Bomberhead uh, who posted a couple years ago. That today I learned that in the 1972 Life Serial commercial, the line is actually, give it to Mikey, he won't eat it, he hates everything, instead of the often misquoted, give it to Mikey, he'll eat anything. Hmm. So apparently, you're not the only person who thinks that, and it's a, I thought it was a little bit of the Mandela effect at, in play. I'm looking at the, um, the, the comments on Reddit now, which is something that I recommend everybody do, no matter what thread you're on. Uh, <laughs> but people are also saying, I've never heard it misquoted like that before. I've never heard this misquote... Like a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are just saying, I've never heard it to he, he'll eat anything. 
neither did I. So anyway, um, but there's at least one. I mean, it, I hope that I'm not trying to ostracize Tom here. I mean, if nothing else, you have Tom and you have Bomberhead and they can hang out together. Yeah, exactly. Maybe Tom is Bomberhead. Um, I know that we have to head off here in. Oh, my God. What if Tom is Bomberhead? <laughs> I'm sorry. That took me a second to, to register. Um, we have to go meet some folks to uh, watch a baseball game. Do you have uh, what time is it now? Well, do we have what time is it? Hmm. Now I want to take a the game is at seven ten. I know that the what game starts at seven ten. What time is it? What time is it? It might be jingle. It's jingle time. God. Uh, is anybody listening anymore? I don't know. This one's really loose. Definitely loose. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, before I do 10 more minutes on Rob Schneider's cork obsession, yeah. what do we got for jingles? Well, this is kind of a twofer. Um, so this is listener Eric, and uh, he had an alternative theory. Remember the Halo shampoo we com- commercial we, uh, someone called in and sang last week? Yeah. Um, and we talked about the, the little cartoon that goes with it, which was a mermaid complaining that not enough sailors were sexually harassing her. Right, that's right, um, yeah. I think we can all agree that, in general, catcalling is uh, not a great idea. But I do want to give credit to Eric. I think the term catcalling is problematic, Genevieve. Well, fish calling then, whatever. Um, he had an alternative theory on maybe why a mermaid might want her hair to be shiny. Uh, and also he had a, a jingle that you'll hear. Hi, this is Eric, and I'm calling from Warwick, Rhode Island. Just got finished listening to the Patient Zero uh, episode, and I, too, was like, wait a second, whistle at mermaids? That there's sexual harassment. But then I thought a little bit more, and I thought, actually, having shiny hair that lures sailors and tricks them into whistling you is a biological advantage, because in numerous forms of folklore, mermaids are associated with storms and with shipwrecks and, of course, murdering sailors (laughs) so a mermaid would actually want sailors to take some what we we humans would consider an untoward advance they would want that right because sailors are like hey check out that half fish lady sitting on a rock over there what beautiful hair she has okay can i interrupt for just for one second that's not how it works that's not how any of this works is eric confusing sirens with mermaids well i don't think that they're totally um unrelated in terms of folklore really yeah so mermaids took on the role of sirens i mean i think there's some overlap there yeah i didn't know that sorry sorry eric next thing he knows he's being dragged to the bottom of the ocean where he becomes fish food or half fish food or half person food anyway i just thought that i would i would bring that now it gets much more complicated when the fourth wall is broken and the woman singing the song then talks about how human women want to be whistled. Granted, I'll I'll go there and say, yeah, that's horrible. Don't do that. Uh, but as far as a mermaid goes, biological advantage, survival of the fittest, circle of life. So or, for murdering sailors, Halo is your best bet. Okay. Anyway, I also have a, a jingle. This is an oldie but goodie. Don't know if anyone's done it yet, but this is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine oh, song. Oh, yeah. So here we go. It's a yum-yum fun that is cool and keen, and its name is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. You put the ice cube in, you get a snow cone out. Yum-yum fun is what it's all about. I love you, Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. (laughs) 
Have a good day. <laughs> it's always the, like the little the little uh, lanyap, little lanyaps that mm-hmm. make my, that make it for me when people call in and sing. Now, do I remember this correctly? That was one of the toys that we talked about with our friend oh, I, um, Nick Ollers. This is one that you wanted as a kid. Oh, but were I can't denied. imagine that we didn't talk about it. Um, there's some interesting facts about the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. It is. Uh, it is a great toy. It's uh, being. It's been made for forty years, for forty years. Like th- that's not. A, that's still like being made. It is still being made. It was made by Hasbro, which was its original owner, I think, uh, or license licensor of the Snoopy uh, brand, the the Peanuts brand, uh, until two thousand and twelve, um, and then its license was acquired by a new toy maker called Crazy Arts. Crazy arts. Yeah. Um, before it was a Snoopy snow cone machine, it was a Frosty the snow cone, Frosty the snowman snow cone machine. Oh, why can't both exist? Well, they just phased out Frosty because peanuts. When when they started making it for peanuts, like Charles, uh, was it Charles Schultz? Mm-hmm. Uh, the creator of peanuts, like, had basically started this licensing empire, um, and he tried to keep track of all the things that were being licensed. But at one point, um, somewhere, I think I want to say in Germany. Um, they were making Charlie Brown razor blades. <laughs> um, but it is an amazing toy that's been around forever. It's such a simple concept, but it's a great toy. And it's been named by uh, one of the 100 best toys by Time Magazine. This makes sense now because I don't know if you saw this. This was like at least a year ago. They were interviewing Frosty on some sort of like Opie and Anthony type of show. Mm-hmm. And then Snoopy, they were introducing Snoopy as the next guest. And then they were both on the radio together and like... And Frosty was kind of like a little butt hurt yeah, about Snoopy. Now we, know and why. now we understand what that was all about. Yeah. It's yum yum fun that's cool and cheap. And its name is a Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. You put ice cubes in and get a snow cone out. It's fun. Yum yum fun is what it's all about. Some assembly required, and you mix the punch flavor. It's yummy Snoopy. It's yum yum fun that is cool and cheap. It gets so no high at the end there. Mm-hmm. I could not do that at karaoke. I love you, Snoopy. I think they say it's yummy, Snoopy. At one point, I, I feel like they really just like, in case you're not getting it from all the visuals, one of the kids just has to say, this is fun, <laughs> while holding up a newspaper with well, the date on it. It is famously uh, one of those toys that kind of was like, was sort of hard to operate and and always looked like more fun in the commercials than in the actual execution. Um, this reminds me of, and I don't know why I'm going here. I, I apologize, but there was a Disney phone toy that you could get as a kid, and me and my sister would laugh our ass off. It was the Mickey Mouse talking phone. Have I, oh, I, played, really, have I, I played this for you on the show, though? I don't remember, but I definitely remember this ad. We thought it was so hilarious, the Mickey Mouse talking phone. At one point, a kid is like, hey, hey, Goofy, come on over for a party, but has a speech impediment like I had growing up, so can't say the R. And me and my sister, we were very little, thought it was so funny that he, the kid was saying, come on over for the potty, like going to the bathroom. I'm going to play it for you. It's the Mickey Mouse talking phone. Mickey, hey, come over for a potty. I guess that was, I thought it was Goofy, come over for a potty, but it's Mickey. You called down death. Okay. With the Mickey Mouse talking phone, the battery is not included. It's Donald. Come on over. With a Mickey Mouse talking phone, you can call... The parents are going to get home. There's just going to be a million likes. You guessed it. I'm Goofy. Hi, Goofy. Mickey Mouse talking phone from Hasbro's preschool division. 
I love how low tech that is, man. Yeah. 1960s, 1970s. Okay. Um, what about our next jingle? Um, this is from listener Aaron, and this is uh, for a PSA, and it's a little bit on the long side, uh, or at least the original is, but uh, this is uh, for a PSA for the National Arbor Day Foundation for planting trees. Oh. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. Um, this is Aaron. I'm calling from the great state of Georgia. I've had this song running through my head at various times on and off through the years, and I was just singing it to myself the other day, and I thought, why not call and leave it on the after these messages voicemail. Um, it is a uh, public service announcement done by the great John Denver for planting a tree, but it's actually a really beautiful song. Um, I'm not going to sing all of it. There is a longer version, but this is the short part that sticks in my head. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. Plant a tree that cleans the air. Plant a tree. Trees for America, plant a tree today for all the world to share. So there you go. So nice. go what out. A beautiful voice Google Aaron the whole has. Thing. It's delightful. And go plant a tree. Bye. All right. Did you track down the original? One? I did, and I love Don Denver. He is a he was a great great artist, and I uh, I miss him dearly. All right. So this is it. This is now. Is this the actual? Oh yeah. So this is you. Is this somebody just put a bunch of pictures to this song? Probably. Oh, this isn't the actual I don't know. PSA I don't know here. if it's the actual PSA. Okay, it might be. Take a listen. I mean, it's a two-minute song. I don't know where this was deployed. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. It's your tree that clears the air. Plant a tree. Trees for America. Plant a tree today for all the world to share Taste the breezes, life inside you Make a promise to the earth This is just somebody's slideshow that they made Yeah And it's fine, it's mostly a bunch of pictures of trees But then there was just like two old ladies like posing for a camera Like a really bad photo This is all over the place Yeah Come on, Dave's Newfer on YouTube Put together better slideshows for us um, you know, I, I wonder if this actually might have even been something that aired on radio, like a yeah, radio probably. has PSAs too. Yeah, and I, I think it must have been something like that. So what this made me think of was um, that one of, I wouldn't say one of, I would say bar none, my favorite Christmas album is John Denver and the Muppets. I probably mm-hmm. have talked about it on this show. Um, and there's a song in that called, um, I don't know, actually, I guess it's called A Baby Just Like You. In my family, it's just called Merry Christmas Little Zachary because that's the lyric. Uh, my brother's name is Zachary. Uh, and I think John Denver's son maybe was also is also named Zachary. Uh, um, but it sounds a lot like this. I think he just kind of cribbed the melody line from this. I mean, granted, a lot of John Denver songs sound yeah, pretty much alike. I don't necessarily hear it. Ba- I don't. I don't hear it exactly, but you know, it's of a type. Isn't it pretty? It is. We just have to get to the Merry Christmas Little Zachary part, and then we can wrap it up. Also, when we're done with this, if you don't mind, I have John Denver did this song about cork. <laughs> yeah, if we're late for the game, you can blame it on Rob we're not, Schneider we're not and cork. Be late. We plenty of time.
I guess it takes a while to get to the part. Wow, how long is this song? <laughs> Can we skip ahead a little bit? Uh, it feels like it's coming up, but it, it's, I've been feeling like that for the last two minutes. Well, this is... It's only got... Uh, it's, only, it's an under three minute song, so we must be getting close. Play <laughs> the tree! You may know It's gonna be so embarrassed. I think this is the wrong song. Zachary, I oh knew it. My God. Oh well, perfect. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> oh, you know what? I am so glad we played that because that is the perfect ending for this show. For this Fourth of July show. <laughs> I don't know what. I don't know. I don't even know what we're doing anymore. You can sell. All right, you guys should join us on the Facebook group. It's way more contained <laughs> than this. It actually has a thesis, and that thesis is then uh, followed through upon. After these messages show on Facebook, it's a private group. Just send us a little uh, invite or whatever. We'll let you into the group. Uh, also, we have a voicemail. If you want to call the listener line and sing us your favorite jingles. Call 607-444-5597. 607-444-5597. And, of course, there is an email address, too. It is after. After these messages show at Gmail, I love to get your emails and I love to get your emails. And uh, I, I would say, in all sincerity, um, here we are, the middle of summer. So I hope you guys all have a very, very, very merry Christmas. No scruples, cool man, ice cream, scooping it. You can sell anything.